It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the show. We were off last week, excited to be back, and uh, excited for today's guest. He's a stud, um, recent world silver medalist, three-time undefeated NCAA champ, a couple of Hodge trophies, no big deal. Uh, but it's Zane Rutherford from Penn State, now the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. Thanks for joining us today, Zane. How you doing? Yeah, thanks for having me. Doing great. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I want to talk about a bunch of wrestling today. And really, I want to go back to... You know, if we think about the 2021 Olympic trials, you know, you came out of out of college as, you know, maybe one of the most, arguably the most dominant guy since Kale, right? Three undefeated seasons, a pair of Hodges. Um, you made a world team in, in 17 and another one in 19. 2021 Olympics, you know, a lot of people think, man, Zane might, Zane's kind of the favorite here. Um, obviously, not the not the performance I'm sure you wanted didn't go the way you wanted. Um, did any part of you ever start to wonder like, is this going to happen? Am I gonna? Am I gonna? Am I falling short of where I, where I thought I should be? And and am I gonna get? That? And I know you haven't got to where you want to be, but a, a silver medal is damn encouraging. Um, but was there ever any like doubt or question that? Either it's not going to happen or I'm not doing the right things or, you know, I'm sure that doubt and that stuff is hard to creep out of your mind. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, uh, I think after my 2019 performance, that definitely, that thought definitely entered my mind of haven't had a lot of success. Uh, I've been at two world championships and um, haven't really lived up to the expectations that I've set for for myself, really, uh, and kind of the expectations I've had since my college career. so yeah, those thoughts definitely entered my mind. And after the 2021 Olympic trials, uh, all that, all that anxiety from that definitely just all, all came at once, I would say. And, uh, after that performance, I was just thinking I, I need to change something, uh, you know, something about my wrestling I could change. And just looking over the track record of my freestyle or my folk style wrestling, one thing that I've always kind of done well, uh, throughout my whole career, even in high school was going up in weight. And so even when I was a little, little kid, 
I was undersized, always went up in weight, didn't cut much weight growing up. So that was just one thing I, I took from it that I wanted to change going into 2021, 2022. And uh, I think even more than that, that freed me to just compete for myself and just, just think, you know what? So what if it doesn't happen? You know, I, I kind of entered the third, my third world championships with that attitude of, so what if it doesn't happen? So what if I fall short? I've already fallen short several times, haven't lived up to the expectations that I've had for myself. And so I'm doing this for me and uh, kind of compete with more freedom that way. And that's kind of what happened this year. Sure. Uh, you know, to hear, here's somebody like you who's had so much success. Talk about like, man, doubt did creep in. When was the last time, cause you were so dominant in, in college and, and, and had all the success in high school. When was the last time, and maybe it's, I don't know. When was the last time that doubt did creep into your mind? The way it did maybe in, in 19 or, or after the, the trials in, in, in 21. Yeah, I think so. This past year, I did a lot of just addressing, addressing what you said, uh, addressing that doubt. And I think in 2021, the Olympic trials, uh, it just all built up at once. I didn't really know what was going on. And so um, just competing, like I felt like I was literally a second behind all my reactions. And a lot of that was just all the anxiety that I felt at that time in my life. And so just addressing that this past these past two years, um, recognizing like even at Final X this year, I still did feel like a little bit of PTSD, I guess you could say, uh, you know, coming out and competing and just recognizing like, so what, you know, those nerves are there for a good thing. Uh, Coach Kale actually helped me a lot in my college career with that, just being like, you know what, so what, make some mistakes. You're going to feel nerves. It's a good, good positive thing. And I think uh, in the past, the past couple of years, I've associated those nerves, those feelings of anxiety with negative things that held me back and we're going to come out in negative ways in my wrestling. And so, yeah, this whole year uh, it's come up at different points. That doubt never really goes away. Uh, and it, it'll come up at weird points, even when you're feeling most confident, uh, a little bit of doubt will creep in and realizing that there's nothing wrong with that. It's just uh, you got to stay focused and be clear on what you want. And uh, seeking gratitude in those instances really helps clear your mind also. It's another tool I use. Sure. You said you – said- um, when that doubt would creep in, I think you said something like it, it would lead me down a negative road or it, it yeah. would lead to negative thoughts or feelings. Can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So I would just, um, I've read a few books on it this past year and, uh, just wanted to really get to the root of why I was feeling not myself in com- during competition. And so the anxiety that I was feeling, the nerves that I was feeling, uh, for whatever reason, I was trying to suppress them. Uh, and just be like, you know what? I feel ready. I'm, I feel great in the practice room. I know where I can compete. I've competed at some of the best tournaments in the world. I feel ready to go. And then you get to the big tournament and it's like, holy crap, we're here. And uh, so, yeah, those those nerves will come out in negative ways. I think that was amplified at the time with the weight cut and just the performances I've had, you know, before this year really made me force me to get introspective and, and get to the root of that. And I think just focusing on the right things, uh, I still, like I said, I still feel those nerves. I still get excited, but seeing it as excitement versus something that is going to hold me back, just a different lens, I guess you could say of, of competing. Sure. What are, what are the name of one or, or some of those books that you mentioned that you read that maybe helped you work through this? Yeah. Um, I'm not even, I have to pull up my phone. 
But uh, okay. I had it on Kindle. This one, this one book, it was a couple hundred pages. And uh, it was just talking about how like sometimes like anxiety is just uh, it, it's an alarm. It's an alarm system. Your body sometimes uh, just makes things up kind of and makes up uh, your brain makes up problems um, that aren't really even true yet. So I might my my brain might say, you know what, I'm in a wrestling tournament and uh, this in the past has been a negative experience for me. And my brain would go, would set my body into like increased heart rate, right? And uh, kind of negative things that you would think would push you forward, but at the time was holding me back and making me feel like I shouldn't be feeling that way. And so just real recognizing that uh, whenever those thoughts or whenever that feeling actually would come up, just being like, you know what, this is a, that's all it is, is a feeling. And kind of getting introspective and saying, you know what, I'm here because I want to be here. Uh, so what if I'm a little bit nervous? That just means I'm excited and kind of redirecting those nervous, that nervous energy. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I've done this past year. This is really interesting stuff. Um, as you're, you're reading this book or books and, and, and taking this in and trying to absorb these kind of lessons, at least that you're describing, is there a way to practice them? Um, what you're saying and by maybe going to other tournaments or is it like you can't get these feelings unless you're at the big one. And so you just, your first chance to implement some of these tools is going to be at the worlds or maybe final X. Yeah, I think it's a combination. Uh, you gotta, you definitely gotta make a conscious effort in your daily life to see like when, when you would feel, I guess, triggered uh, a little bit more, your heart rate would increase or, whatever the trigger would be. Um, yeah. So for me, it was some wrestling tournaments or even sometimes practice. Uh, and I would come in and feel just a little bit, little bit like I, yeah, that increased heart rate, not in a good way. Uh, that's the best way to explain it. We're all competitors and we, we chase that natural feeling of competition, but uh, when it's affecting you in a negative way, you got to address it. And so at the start of this year in February, just forcing myself to go to some tournaments and kind of put myself out there. That also helps um, eliminate that fear or that anxiety uh, that you'd feel. You just put yourself out there in situations if you can. Uh, and just, I just did that. I competed a lot this year. That helped a lot. Sure. And you, you mentioned even like maybe at times at practice when you realize, I don't know if it's a, a, a thought or an emotion you get um, where your, your heart rate gets going because of maybe what you're thinking or feeling. Can you, and maybe, maybe this isn't, there's not really an answer to this, but like, is this like at a certain point in practice, um, drilling, sparring live? Is it, um, potentially practices that are getting closer to competition or, or is it just kind of like maybe more random and it just understanding this is happening? Yeah, for me, I, for me, it was, uh, practices as I got closer to competition for sure. And then actually being at the competition sometimes. So like uh, some of these competitions that are more in your face, like, like final X or some of these where it's only one opponent that you're facing. And there's a little bit more, I guess, promotion going on than maybe like the world team trials or something. Uh, there's so many athletes in the field. Uh, it's, it's just differs a little bit. So yeah, for me, it would be those, those higher microscopic, you feel like you're in the, the microscope a little bit more situations. And so just, I had to get in tune with my emotional state and my body and see like, okay, my body's giving me uh giving me feedback is all it's doing. And uh, that increased heart rate that 
those like nervous jitters that I'm feeling. It's uh, it's just feedback. And I can redirect my brain to say, all right, why am I feeling this way? Like, talk to me. Like, I'm, I kind of imagine that I'm like, that. that's like the six-year-old version of myself speaking out, like a little toddler saying, hey, uh, there's a problem here. And just saying, hey, buddy, we're good. What's the problem? We're good here. We, we want to be here, you know? Uh, so that's kind of the way, uh, the analogy that I used this past year uh, also. Okay. Um, and I get what you mean by the microscope and, and I, it's, a lot of it's us, right? And that's what we do. We promote these events um, and, and there's a lot more attention and we're, we're talking about you and your opponent and, and, and all the whole thing. And when, it, when, when those things are happening and it's, we're, we're, you know, we're blasting out on social media and do you take it in? Do you, if you, do you zoom past it? Do you, do you consume any of it? Do you try to just not see any of it? Yeah, I try not to get too wrapped up in it or just focus on why am I here? What do I want from this situation? So like I, I want to be in final X because that is it's a goal of mine to be on the world team again and get a, a world championship. So like just recognizing why I'm there, what I want from the situation and uh, not getting too wrapped up in the weeds of uh, the promotion or, or whatnot. I understand why, uh, why it's necessary for sure. And um, it's great for the sport to promote it in the ways that, it's being promoted. Uh, but yeah, as an athlete, as a competitor, I just try to focus on what do I want from the situation? Sure. Um, and so, and I guess everything you've, you've talked about and, and taking in all the information you have and, and I guess studying some of the mental side, in addition to going up in weight, kind of maybe a confluence of an alleviation of, of stress. Was that fair? Yeah, I think that was the start of, of me just saying, I'm going to put myself first um, and stop. Like, I guess cutting that weight at the time was was me not putting myself first. And uh, so, yeah, I was just wanted to make some changes. That was the big thing. All right. What can one change make? And then uh, that led to me addressing some of the underlying factors that were making me feel more anxious, not in a good way in the way I was competing. Sure. And you, you said this earlier and I heard you just say it again, putting myself first, um, yeah. going up with, I guess, who were you, who or what, if, if, if you, there's, again, if you can describe it, were you putting first, if you weren't putting yourself first? Yeah, I think other people's expectations, uh, I was, and I, that might've been a mental, might've been something that wasn't even real. You know, I think uh, other people think of you less than you, than you think in your mind really, yeah. uh, day to day. And so, yeah, I think that's what I was kind of forecasting onto my performances. And so I was like, you know what? Forget all this. I don't, I just want to compete freely and uh, focus on the present moment, not, not project too much into the future of what could happen, what has happened before and forecast it in my future performances. So just one at a time, focus on what I want in that current situation. Sure. And, and I guess back to the, um, Hyper focus and, and scrutiny, like, and I'm gonna want to dig too deep onto this, but th- obviously the summer of 2019 was a lot of probably stress and and everything else. Like, do you think going through that situation, and I can't imagine it was easy um, or fun, but do you like like that that tough experience and that probably maybe uncomfortable experience, like, has made some of these things easier now to handle and deal with? Yeah, and uh, I think it's it's freed me a lot. Like, I, I see the sport as a game now, and I don't. T- but like it is my career also in a way, but I don't put too much weight on it really. Um, 
like, yes, even this year, I, I took second at the Worlds. And in the past, I would be so focused on, like, I wanted to win that. And obviously, we're competitors. We want to win everything we're in. But uh, it's, it's freed me. I don't really – I'm just taking the next opportunity, kind of leaving things in the past and focusing on the present. Sweet. Um, so with the lead-up to this World Championships um, – how did you feel? And, and as it got closer, right, did, did you feel those times where your heart rate would, would get worked up? And is that something that you were able to not suppress? I don't know if you want to suppress, deal with better than you had in the past. No, that's a good word for it, suppress. I think in the past I was suppressing it, and that's what leads it to kind of bottleneck and explode uh, whenever, like, like the Olympic trials, that's what it felt like to me. Everything just – I was suppressing uh, – COVID was a weird time. Also, we had a year of, I kind of had a year of suppressing uh, whatever uh, competition mindset I was in at the time. And so getting out of that, it's just being more in tune with whatever emotion I'm feeling at the time and uh, allowing my brain to process it, to accept it and just say, you know what, so what? I know why I'm here, know what I want. And so, yeah, all throughout this year, there would be times where I would feel those emotions at really all the all the competitions I was in. So, uh, but it was just one at a time. And I, I've gotten, I've come a long way this year, just in the way I feel competing. You know, every competition got a little bit easier. I started having a little bit more fun and uh, started getting out of that mental loop I was in, whatever it was. Was that mental loop a thing in college? It, it would have been more so, I think, without Coach Kale. Uh, Coach Kale helped a lot. And I don't even know if he realizes that, but uh, my freshman year of, of high school, of uh, college, he would just tell me I was a young kid, 18 years old at the time, competing against grown men, and he's telling me to make mistakes. And that kind of freed me to like, okay, I don't need to worry about being perfect out here. Uh, at the time, I was undefeated, I think, for a good bit of the season. And he's like, go make some mistakes out there. And uh, just being around that energy uh, and the – principles that he focuses on having fun uh seeking gratitude those are all things that even now i've come back to and have helped me get out of this negative feedback loop i guess uh of my freestyle career and kind of start competing the way i want to compete now and even even more than competing just feeling good while i'm doing it you can't really put a price on that yeah amen this is great um so talk to me about you know uh belgrade it was in serbia right belgrade serbia how did you feel this year emotionally getting over to Serbia compared to years in the past? A lot more free. Uh, I, I actually watched a video, a YouTube video of Colot talking about this. And one thing that he wishes that he did back when he was competing, he said, uh, I don't know when he posted this, but he said that he wished that he explored a little bit more on these trips. You know, we get to go to some cool cities, some cool places, and he wishes that he would have just not been so isolated in his room and got out and sights saw a little bit. So we did that a lot. And uh, I actually watched that video after the, after the tournament, but that's the way I felt. In years past, I was so worried about the competition and we're over there for two weeks. So you got two weeks of just thinking about your matches and that just, you almost beat yourself before you get out there mentally. And uh, this time I was just taking it day by day. We saw some, some cool castles in Germany when we were out there. So tried to sightsee a little bit in Serbia not so much that we're like hiking daily and stuff right. and like getting our legs shot, but uh, just getting out of the room, getting out of the wrestling and uh, spending some time enjoying that while we're over there. 
what was the I don't know what was the coolest thing you did in Serbia prior to obviously the competition, but one of these outside things you talk about excursions, whatever sightseeing. Yeah, uh, well, we were only there for a couple of days before I was the first one to compete, first group to compete uh, this year. So we were only there for a couple of days before I competed, but we did a lot in Germany. That's the most probably memorable. We we saw a few cities, saw a few castles. There's this place, uh, this town called Heidelberg, which is pretty cool. Had a pretty sweet like castle overlooking like a river, and it was a really beautiful place. And then we were only in Serbia for a few days, so that was kind of just like uh, walk around a little bit, get some sun, get out of the room. One thing that I did this year that I was really glad I did is uh, so Thomas Gilman and I were roommates, and we've always kind of bonded over good uh, quality coffee. So <laughs> I ended up I brought I brought my pour over system. I make like make it the hard way, the old fashioned way, mm-hmm. kind of just a pour over kettle and. So uh, I brought that with, and every day, every morning, I'd wake up, we'd have coffee together, kind of just talk, chit-chat, get, get our minds away from wrestling for a little bit, and that was really good. So I'm going to do that going forward, for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've seen castles on TV or whatever, but like, when you go into a castle, I don't know, what's it like? Is it is it furnished? I'm guessing people don't live there, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Are there bedrooms? Are there? Um, <laughs> I, I have no idea. We weren't. When we went, it was might have been like a Sunday or something where it was closed on the inside, but we just oh. saw like the outside. And, but it looks kind of like Game of Thrones ish. So, like you could you could tell like I bet that stuff's filmed over in, in those countries in some of those castles. So it was cool to see like these huge doors that were super thick. Just imagine like trying to storm this castle. We we're trying to figure out how we would get in and and like infiltrate the castle if we ever had to or something. So that was cool. I'd love to sip coffee with you and Thomas in Germany and go visit a castle and just hear that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It was entertaining. Yeah. yeah does he speak any German? Like two, two German people. I know he knows like at least a little bit. You know, he does pretty good and uh, he gets offended when, so like he'll start speaking in German and I, I think it's pretty good, but I think they can realize that he's got a little bit of a American accent and they'll start speaking to him in American in english and so he'll he'll just be like no like please try to talk to me in german i want to figure it out but he was doing pretty good uh when we were over there and they could understand him and kind of get information back and forth yeah to the wrestling itself um i wouldn't say you cruised the finals but you you had a a nice nice little run was that reflective of of all the things you kind of talked about in the in the first part of this interview and, and the things you addressed and the books you read and the, the ways you controlled your mind is the right word, but you can know what I'm getting. Yeah. To. Yeah. I know what you're getting at. Yeah. I think I retrained my brain to think in a more positive way competing. Uh, some of the things I would tell myself before every match uh, this year, even in practice was just um, win the next score. So Jimmy Kennedy actually told me that in practice uh, this past year, just win the next score. I think I was getting so concerned with like getting off the mat as soon as possible, trying to get a tech fall or, you know, create a lead that's really big that I was overlooking the next score. So one at a time, that's kind of how I was building, whether it's a push out, win that score, whether he's in on my leg, just win that next score. That's all I got to do for six minutes if that's what it takes. So that helped me a lot. And then just saying, so what, Uh, like whatever happens out there, if my, I don't know. Whatever happens, so what? Um, they were really weird at in Serbia. The people in the tunnel, they were really weird about like what briefs you were wearing. 
uh they Reeves? would make people like yeah like boxers they would like pull down your boxers to see what length it was and it had to be a certain had to be short enough was the problem and they were actually making some wrestlers like like derobe and put a different set of boxers on like when they're in the tunnel and so like, right uh, getting ready to wrestle yeah, I actually had to do that before my finals match. They were I was good until my finals match, and they did that to me. Uh, and they were trying to do it to JB also before the finals, but uh, Coach Zadik kind of shut it down uh, <laughs> at the time. But, uh, yeah, so, like, th- those kind of things that are out of your control, just saying so what uh, and just competing freely. So they would they pull your singlet, look look under your singlet, and make sure your, your under boxers, whatever, weren't, too long yeah. so that they would come they're afraid they would come out the bottom of the singlet or uh, yes that's what they didn't want like spandex like like black spandex showing below your singlet line it was really weird but so i was wearing regulation just normal briefs that you would wear uh not like spandex uh and they would they were pulling them down as hard as they could and i was fine all tournament but for some reason in the finals they were like no go so i had to go just go commando i guess for that match uh which was which was weird, but I just kind of said, so what, let's go. Like I got to, <laughs> as you're, as you're in the tunnel two minutes before you go out, it's weird. It was definitely, definitely would not happen in the U S but uh, hopefully they figure that out for future world championships. That's bizarre. You said like I, I run into the bathroom, yeah. take them off and put your single back on. Or kind of just went, I didn't have enough time. So I just kind of went behind a curtain and yeah, uh, yeah I was up in two, less than two minutes. So at the time. Uh, but yeah, just focusing on, you know what? I got a match to do here. So let's go. <laughs> you think they would like address this sooner. And, and, and they were do they were doing the check on you, the all tournament. They're like, pull, yeah, the t- they, yeah, they, they, they were. And, and I was wearing the same exact briefs all tournament. And then for some reason, the guy in the finals was not having it. And again, they tried to do it to JB. I was getting my medal. So I was sitting back there while JB was getting ready to go out for the finals. And they were trying to, and Zadik was not having it. And I was like, a lot of respect right there for Zadik. So he's got his boys back. Um, he's got him. Uh, uh, wins and losses aside, how do you feel about the the, the, the way you wrestled and your performance and and it all tournament, including the finals? Yeah, all all tournament and all year. I'm I'm really I'm grateful for this year. I think I kind of like I said earlier, I put myself first and just focused on what do I want out of this year? And so uh, doing so allowed me to compete more freely and just feel better while I'm competing. You know, even if I had bombed out of this tournament, kind of like I, I have in the past two world championships and uh, not meddled, I think I would have been proud of the result just because I, of the way I've made some changes. So, uh, and to actually get a medal this year as a result feels even better. It's kind of even a little bit more validation that, you know, I'm competing, uh, I'm doing the right things and, uh, I'm thinking the right way. Sure. Um, and Tyler, I want to pull up this match. Um, so I want to, I want to pull up the, the semifinal match against the Georgian. I think we start 20 seconds in, so I'll leave you out a, a step out. You can let this roll whenever you want, Tyler. Um, coming into the match, you know, it, there's a medal on the line. It's like, I don't know, talk to me about the nerves and did, did it feel the same as, as the rest of the tournament? kind of felt the same as the rest of the tournament you know this was the first day and this was the last match of the first day so i already kind of had uh yeah i had three matches already and uh really my kryptonite at the world championships thus far was kind of just getting started 
So once I got started, once I got that first win, and then once I got a pin in the second round, I was just like, all right, let's keep it rolling one at a time, one score at a time. And uh, yeah, so that's kind of my attitude going into this match. Win the next score. I know this guy's a savvy. He's an opponent that in 2017, when I was in the bracket, uh, he ended up winning the world championships in my bracket. And so getting to get revenge on this guy kind of and actually get to wrestle him and beat him was was uh, was nice. Sure. You talk about the slow start in the, in the past world championships. You know, is that like a physical thing? Like, because I, I, after you, you wrestle one or two matches, your body's it's warmed up and it's heated and you probably feel a little bit looser. Is it the same kind of warm up or, or was it a mental thing you think? Um, well, 2017, I had a, the guy was good. He meddled, he's meddled before. Uh, he, he almost won a world championship the one year, uh, Batirov. He was kind of a crafty veteran and just kind of slicked me, I guess. Uh, but I think that was just an experience here. Uh, learning. I, I didn't have a lot of senior level freestyle matches to that point, And, uh, I got slicked by a decent opponent and then he was tired for later rounds, I think, and kind of got yeah. beat. But, uh, and then in 2019, Different circumstances also. You know, I just made the team, and uh, uh, two weeks before, I, had, I, feel like, I felt like that was the world championship. Like, all the – everything built up to that point. Like, making the team was was a lot. Uh, yeah. And so – and then I also had a decent opponent first round. He, he was a previous world medalist from Cuba. Uh, came up kind of like a one last, last second kind of situation where I could have maybe won, but uh, – yeah, that was a weird match also. So two different experiences. This year, I just was like, you know what? This is a totally new experience. And whatever happens is totally new. And uh, so just focus in on that. Sure. So we got 30 seconds left in the first. We're up 2-0. Um, yep. I mean, are you are you just like – you like to keep your hands on guys and, and, and be pretty physical. Yes, and that's – just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, that's – I guess that's kind of what I'm thinking here. Uh, that's something that I've learned also. Uh, like foreigners don't really, they're, they're savvy and they will have flurries, but for the most part, yeah. uh, they don't wrestle like Americans where, you know, if I try to keep my hands on an American like this, the whole match, they're still going to toe the line with me, you know, going in the second period, the whole, the whole match. And just realizing that these guys will start to weather down a little bit and start to give away points a little bit easier. Uh, is something that I've learned as I've gotten, older in my freestyle career sure um how do you like to be cornered right and and like yeah how do you like to take in information as i see you you know talking with cody yeah um uh, coach cody and i actually had a conversation after my quarterfinal match so i like to be i like to get a short bit of information and then implement that going into the break so uh in my quarterfinal match he was telling me something and i didn't understand him I was like, what side do you want me to do that to? And he clarified in the next two seconds, like this side. And then after the match, uh, I actually implemented it, got a takedown off of what he said. And he was like, that was really good. Um, like you didn't understand what I was saying. Uh, you got a quick clarification and then got to implement it. So it's kind of what I like to focus on. Get a quick bit of information. If I'm not sure, ask a quick question and then go back out there. That's awesome. Uh, what you were saying, also the the shot, but oh um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah Coach no. Cody and I just have uh, have that relationship with each other. We've we've he's been in my corner for so long that uh, he can give me you know six seconds of 
is all I really need. And then I can actually go out usually and, and apply whatever he's saying. So he knows what I need and I trust him. And it's kind of cool how that relationship has grown over the years. Yeah. I find that, that kind of topic or whatever, really fascinating. Like I like to watch the UFC and you know, they, they get into the corners and you can hear right. They're like right on top of them with the camera and the mic. And I hear some, some coaches are like, keep the hand up, jab over here, move left, move right, move your feet, do this, do that. And I'm like, what are you like? How is he going to, and then, then somebody's barking from behind and like everybody's yelling different things. And maybe some people like that, but to me, I'm like, how could you be taking that in? And, and what you said just makes so much more sense where he said one thing and you got to say, I don't understand or what side yeah. I need a little bit more information. And then he gave yep. it to you and he's, I bet he's really calm. I don't see Cody as the kind of guy to get all. Yeah. Yeah. Know, I, I operate better when, uh, yeah, when there is more calm, I guess, and uh, just like tell me what I need to know, uh, than just getting screamed at, yelled at. Uh, yeah, I, I operate better as well under that. I mean, ha- have you always known that, or you know, is that even something that you thought about much well, before? I was, I was pretty, I was pretty lucky growing up. My dad didn't have a wrestling background, so if there was ever an instance where he would corner me at something, he didn't usually have too much to say. Yeah. Uh, and he wasn't, yeah. So that was nice. And I guess that's just kind of what I'm used to is just, you know, not really too much to say. And, uh, kind of the coaches I've had over the years are, have all kind of been that way. Yeah. That's fantastic. And so we're inside the final minute and you are not taking your foot off the gas. It's just like constant pressure. Um, yeah. have you ever been, have you been in situations where, man, I'm up three with a minute left and, and you did shut down and maybe that kind of. Yeah. Didn't work in your favor. That that's something I've worked on a lot. Uh just just not shutting down uh in these instances. I think in the past might have been a mental thing also, just thinking that, you know, with the weight cut I might not have enough in the tank, but I always had enough in the tank. And uh that's one of the things that makes me strong, I think, in my wrestling is my gas tank. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and uh right here I'm I'm just thinking, like I like you said, I could shut down. But I'm thinking I want to score again, win the next score. And I'm pretty sure I get another one pretty shortly after here, right here. Because I felt that he was kind of getting sloppy. And I just wanted to shoot again. Yeah, and this is weird. I did I do this in practice sometimes. That <laughs> you sit on their feet. Yeah. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. <laughs> That'd be really uncomfortable. It, yeah, it's better in uh folk style because guy can't get up, but yeah, right. All right. Now there you go. How did this feel, considering everything you talked about, you know, losing in the past and, and being anxious and, and doubt creeping in, and now it's like it is this moment? Yeah, I just – I felt like I was – I'm in a rhythm here. Uh, feel feel great. I feel free just to be myself and, and be there because – for one reason and just because I want to be there. So yeah, it's, it's a good feeling. Awesome. And then, and, and we don't have to watch the finals, but you know, did you have the same feelings going into the finals that you had had all tournament of, of calm and one score at a time and F it, whatever happens, happens. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say I, I did. And, and so it, the result was different, but I still felt the same going into it. And so, uh, yeah, Things happen, I guess, sometimes, but you fall into a lace and 
it's tough. But uh, yeah, I think that's something that we want to work on as a group is just figuring out. I want to figure out. Uh, seems like a lot of foreigners are doing that kind of lace where it's head in the hole and then going into that first lace. So just a tech technique thing to think about this year, and I'm excited to figure it out and maybe even use it uh, as offense. So that'd be cool. Yeah, uh, man, you, you know, you got in on a shot in the finals really deep. I think it was a high crotch, but I don't remember exactly. But I remember it was like, oh, like a, a hair away from scoring, and, and that exchange went on and on. Did you did you think you were going to score that that opening takedown? Yeah, I was um, – he had a strong base. I, I thought that – I don't know what I was thinking. I, I have to rewatch it, really. Uh, might have been thinking there might be a stalemate at some point. Might Might have been thinking – I wanted to finish the shot for sure when I initially got in. Uh, and just seeing what he had in there also. But, yeah, definitely wanted to finish that shot. Always looking to score. Yeah. And I guess just, just talk me through, you know, he gets the lace and that, that's the match. Now, where, you know, where are your emotions at? Um, maybe maybe right away and maybe a day later. Or maybe they were similar. I don't know. Initially, I was like, dang it. Come on. Because I, I hate getting – Yeah. I just wish there was more time to like, even if he was up eight, nothing, nine, nothing, just uh, more time to go out and do something. But yeah, at that point it's over I'm like crap. So look at coach Cody. He kind of had the same look on his face and, but also proud that I got that far. And so uh, when I got done with the match, he's like, man, he just told me that, you know, second is bittersweet because you had a great tournament and uh, come that close and you still have a lot to be proud of. So yeah, it, was, it just felt a little bittersweet. Didn't feel like I didn't feel super disappointed. I would say, I, I definitely want to win next time I go. But uh, yeah, a little bittersweet. But I got over it. Even the next day, I was like, you know what? Let's just. I want Thomas Gilman to win. I want I want David to win. I want all these all my teammates to win here. Kyle Snyder and uh, oh, the rest of Team USA to win. So just went there to support them. Wasn't thinking years past. I was kind of mopey just because like I'm like, man, I didn't even get started. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this time I, I didn't feel that way. And I was excited for the rest of my teammates to compete. Sure. Um, okay. That's, I think that's pretty good talk on the worlds. I want to talk about Kyle Dake, right? That's gotta be exciting. You got one of the best, best guys in the world, a weight above you coming in. Have you gotten a chance to wrestle with Kyle in the past and train and well, yeah, we'll, we'll go there. Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, I actually grew up. So, I don't know how far Benton is from Ithaca, but when I was in high school, we'd drive up there a few times and be able to practice there on occasion uh, whenever we could. So I, I saw him when he was in college, you know, competing there and at freestyle practices and stuff. And then even now I get to I've wrestled with him a few times at camps and stuff like that. So I'm super excited to work with him uh, more, even more so now that he's here because he's got, such a unique feel. No one in the world has the, the feel that he does and the wrestling knowledge. I'm, I'm looking forward to just picking his brain and I know he's going to elevate the room at the Nittany Lion Wrestling Club. So I'm, I'm super excited that he's here. Yeah, I, I guess. And also have you, one, you, you, you've rolled with him. Have you, have you had a chance to do much of picking his brain or is that something that, you know, it will happen? I think it's something that will happen. And uh, I, I haven't had a ton of that yet just a, a occasional probably about a handful of times that we've actually wrestled at the OTC or whatever. Sure. But. And um, really what just one of the last things I want to ask is 
65 was such a cut. Maybe you knew this question was coming. Maybe you don't know the answer. 70 is not an Olympic weight. We got two years to, to make a decision. Do you, one, do you, do you have a thought of where you might? Well, yeah. What do you think you're going to do? Do you have any idea? I don't right now. I, I, uh, trying to stay present minded. I know I I'm competing at 70 this year and it feels good. And so I'm going to keep letting that ride a little bit. Uh, and then, you know, after worlds next year, we got about, it'll be about like a six month turnaround, maybe seven month turnaround before the Olympic trials. So not a lot of time to either put on size or get size off. I know the situation I'm going to be in and whatever I, I'll see where my body's at that time of year. I noticed that being at 70, I don't really, my weight doesn't fluctuate as much as it did at, at 65. I don't feel like I'm like binge eating after a tournament like that, like I used to. Uh, so I know my body's kind of at like homeostasis or kind of a good point. And I could tip either way. I could be influenced either way. Just want to see where I'm feeling after the world's next year. So basically very shortly after you'll have to make that decision because you're going to have to yeah. shred up or shred down. Yeah. And, and I don't, what I, what I don't want to do is I don't want to overlook this year. I know, I know yeah. the goal is, is for us is always the Olympics, but the world championships is a big deal. Uh, and it's, it's a big commitment also, and you can't overlook, can't project too far forward. Uh, and you're going to lose sight of what's here and now. So got another world championships process to get through and look forward to this year. And then I'll, yeah, that six month turnaround, I'll figure it out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when do you think you'll compete next? I know you just got done and I don't know if yeah. be, will you compete yeah, in 2022? In uh, 2022? Yeah. The, the, any competitions? Just yeah. you think? I, I don't think so. I think, uh, I think it'll probably be 2023. So maybe, maybe February, 2023 or, Whenever the uh, Pan Ams is, I think in May, something like that. I'd like to get something at the beginning of, the, of next year if I can. Do you like the freestyle pacing of competition compared to college is like every weekend, twice a weekend in the second semester? Yeah, I I do. Yeah, I, I do like it. Just that it's not – it's less taxing on your body. Although I do find competitions uh, – when you're competing, it's actually easier on your body also than only practicing because you, there's a time where you get to taper a little bit and, and take some time off after a competition kind of thing. So uh, kind of finding that balance between practicing and training and, uh, you know, competing not too much either. Sure. Um, cool, man. Well, this is, this has been really, every time you come on the show, I, I have a blast talking to you and I, and I learned a lot and I I think it was really insightful that especially the first part talking about you know just the the things you've done with your mind and and the the way the books you've read and the almost uh muscles you've built or i don't even know how to describe it it was great yeah. and uh, i appreciate appreciate you coming on zane and sharing everything you did with us we're going to give you the final word to say anything you might want to say about anything final word i don't know man just keep on keeping on uh yeah and uh Focus on gratitude. Gratitude is a, it's a powerful tool. I think that's something I focused on this past year. Just every night before I go to bed, try to try to focus on something I'm grateful for. So I think that just makes you better and gives you a better attitude towards life. So gratitude is, is great. Awesome. Well, uh, I hear that a lot, gratitude. So I'll, I'll try to implement that in my own life, and I appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you. You got a little one coming in January, little boy. So um, congrats. Best of luck with everything, and, and thanks so much for coming on, Zane.
Yes, sir. Thank All you. Right. Yeah, well. Have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. You too. Bye. All right, folks. That's going to do it. Zane Rutherford back on the show. And, man, just a bundle of joy to talk to and, and a really insightful guy. And um, that's all. That's going to do it for today's show. Uh, we'll have Will Lawan, Michigan wrestler, on the show tomorrow. Thanks so much. We'll see you then.